Hey, this is Rick from The Lion's Daughter, and you're listening to The Brutally Delicious Podcast. Cool. Cool. Thanks for joining me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Where are you guys located? You're in the Midwest, right? Yeah, in St. Louis. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Is there a pretty decent metal scene in St. Louis? Um, it fluctuates. Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on how you define pretty decent. It's better that it's been in some years, but compared to, I don't know, a Chicago or somewhere like that, um, I think we're kind of lacking. Yeah. I've never been to St. Louis, but. Yeah, there's, I mean, you could spend a fun weekend here, I guess. I'll have to check it out. At any rate, when you come here to talk about St. Louis, right. let's talk about The Lion's Daughter. Holy cow, I've been listening to end credits, and that is, and I guess your goal, it's haunting, but it's catchy as hell. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it should be. It's it's one repeating part the whole time. Yeah. It's kind of like an earworm that gets into your head, and and the video just completely blew me away. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thank you. What was that like? Did you guys do the video yourself or you had somebody else do it? No, that's a guy named, um, I'm going to, I'm going to pronounce it terribly. Um, uh, Jagov, J- J- uh, Jackov. I don't, that sounds wrong too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, think that's it. No, uh, J-A-K-O-V, um, Burov, B-U-R-O-V, um, in, uh, in the Ukraine. He's, uh, an animator and an artist over there. Crazy. Um, yeah. All of his stuff, all of his stuff is like that. Actually, some of it is, is much more extreme and much crazier than that. Seeing his stuff, I was like, we, we have to work. With yeah. Stuff. I mean, it's so well done and it works perfectly with the tune. So I was like pretty, pretty amazed by it. Yeah. To me, it took what was already, you know, like you said, a kind of a, a, a haunting song, um, and made it downright creepy. Yeah. Made it disturbing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. So now that uh, Bathhouse is complete, and I guess your October thirteenth is your release, I, and probably no better day than the thirteenth, right? right? Friday the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Now are you satisfied with the outcome? Uh, yeah, I'm more satisfied than I have been with any record that we've done before. Um, there's no, there's no filler. There's no song I wish we cut. There's nothing I wish we did differently. Where in the past there usually is, like every. Every album that I think we've done before has been 10 songs. And there's always that one I wish we cut. Right. This album's nine. So so I just didn't include the that extra song that we didn't need this time. So, um, so all killer, no filler. Right, right. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I think we set out to do something like a little bit different with this one. Um, I just really wanted to focus more on just on just songwriting. I mean, we've been a band for a while and I feel like we've, played every kind of you know riff that we're gonna play so instead right. of being real riff focused or like oh what can we do with these synthesizers and all that we've 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 kind of done everything we wanted to do with that so it's like let's see what happens if we really try to um write some good songs this time around and actually play with like melody and the vocals for, for really for the first time mm-hmm. um which just adds a whole it adds another dimension that I think we've not really been able to play with before, especially, you know, um, it's like adding another instrument, really, when the vocal right. can do something other than just, you know, be angry or... or and that was going to be my next thing. question is, I think you sort of answered it, but oh, sure. so there was an intentional, you set out intentionally to do something a little bit different than previously. Yeah, I mean, usually every record, you know, 
I kind of want to do something a little different to keep it interesting just for myself. Right. Um, but, but you that can't, to me seems like can't change it for your fan base though. Right. I mean, cause you got to stay somewhat in your wheelhouse, right? I don't think that you do. I don't think that we do anyway. I think we're, we're the kind of band. I think if, if somebody has been following us for over the years, they kind of know not to expect a, a really particular thing. I mean, I think the first thing that, that, you know, we put out our very first, um, I guess, full length that was really, you know, it was more of the sludge doom black metal, just real, real ugly, everything distorted, gross sounding. And then right after that, the next thing we did was a full length uh, album that was a collaboration with a folk band that was, you know, quiet and soft. So I think people know by now, you know, to kind of not really uh, expect anything. Yeah. Expect, I don't want to say expect the unexpected. That sounds a little pretentious, but we're always going to experiment a little bit. And to me, that was the the next step or the next, you know, natural evolution for the band. I mean, I'm not a singer. Um, I'm really not even like a screamer or anything like this. I'm only the vocalist in this band out of of necessity Mm -hmm. because I don't want to, I don't want to write a bunch of music and then hand a microphone to some dipshit who's going to stand in front and, Right. Fuck the whole thing up and then take credit for it all. Right. Um, so I'll just I'll just be that dipshit. Um, so uh, I just wanted to see what would happen if I if I tried to pl- play with melody and actually sing. And you know, um, like you were talking about in credits earlier, that's a song I thought we would never ever do anything like that, or I would ever sing like that, especially in in this band because um, it I mean it requires some vulnerability and part of why you know extreme metal is fun is because you're not very vulnerable it's all aggression and and testosterone and posturing and anger and hate and all this stuff you can kind of put these walls up and be really really tough and really mean and to kind of you know sing and be vulnerable is the opposite of that and it's new territory for us what was that like did you ever feel like you put too much of yourself into it um I haven't thought about it too much. And I think that's pre- prevented me from feeling that way. Um, Cause there probably is in this record, like the, the, it's all a lot more personal this time, but to me, that makes me like the record a lot more um, right. as, as well. Um, and in a way it was, it was therapeutic to write and record it all. I think uh, metal extreme music, maybe not just metal, but heavy music is super cathartic, right? Not only for the, the artist but for the listener as well yeah i think that's part of the reason that you know a lot of us get into this kind of music i mean we're you know we're, we're not the most mentally right. healthy stable people always right. um and this is you know an outlet i mean that's why a lot of us you know you get into to metal and punk rock at the same time you get into something like skateboarding or right. you're getting into fights at school so you you pick up boxing or MMA or something, or you start going to a gym or whatever, you need an outlet for something that's in you. That's, you know, there's a turmoil in you that you're trying to, to, to deal with. To exercise. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever, if you ever do exercise it, but I guess this is a good way or a healthy way to vent anyway. What's that? Just your, you know, your past or your, your angst. Oh yeah. Great way to, you know, to sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. So very personal, very vulnerable. Is there something you want your fans to take away from or the listener to take away from after listening to Bathhouse? 
Not really. Um, I never think about stuff like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, for better or worse, I don't consider the listener. Um, I just kind of make what I, I want to make that satisfies me. And when it feels done and right, it feels done and right. Um, and so do then, you ever worry that it's not going to connect? No, <laughs> no, maybe again, maybe I should, but I just, <laughs> sorry if I'm getting too deep. I'm just, uh, no, I'm no, not- I like it. Um, um, no, it's just, it's just stuff I don't, um, I don't think about and I don't consider. Cause I think if I did, uh, I would end up writing different kind of music mm-hmm. that probably wouldn't be as good. That probably that I wouldn't like as much and that a listener probably wouldn't like as much because it would be contrived. It would be, you know, um, I, I wouldn't even know how to approach something like that if I wanted to sit and write something or record something that was going to connect with the listener or, or please somebody or, or, or whatever. So um, then on the flip side, what does it feel like when it does connect unexpectedly with somebody? Cause I'm sure you've gotten emails or messages or something backstage and somebody said, Hey, this, you know, song. Did yeah. yeah. It feels strange. Um, something about it almost feels embarrassing. I don't know. Um, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it's, it's, I guess it's because I don't really think about it or, or consider it all that much. It, it, it surprises me and catches me off guard when it, when it, right. Cause it was unintentional. Yeah. But um, still not a bad thing. Right. Cause if they're connecting no. with your art, then that's great. No. Yeah. I mean, you want part of the reason I think that, you know, um, art in, in any form is as great as it is, is because you can connect with it and it, it can do things that, words can't necessarily do or, or things that you can't really express or understand in, in other ways. Um, so, you know, connecting with something's amazing. Um, and if anything that, you know, our, our band ever makes does anything for someone that that's, it's crazy to think about. It's, it's yeah. honestly crazy to think about, you know? Um, but it's, it's, it's really cool. It's a cool thing. Like I said, something about it's almost like, embarrassing because it's kind of like oh so now you know that feeling that i had as well we share this weird thing together right that is true but also music has this way of connecting and maybe not even remotely similar to what you envisioned when you put it into the song right oh for sure yeah it could connect to somebody in a whole different way that you didn't even envision yeah i i think that's great that's part of why also i don't i i try to not explain lyrics too much either because I kind of want to get want you to get what you get out. If I, if I, if I, you know. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. If I'm if I was going through like a bad breakup or something and I hear some song and I think the song is saying like, oh, you don't need her, like be strong. And then I see an interview with the person and they're saying like, oh, no, no, this is actually about how you should get the person back and you're nothing without them. Like, oh, you just ruined it for me. Right. I took different meaning from those lyrics. And, and you know, I, I, I so I, I think it's it's good to just leave a lot of things up for interpretation and let let a oh, listener I, kind of take agree. it. and you know, do with their imagination and, and, you know, their feeling and experience and everything else wants to do with that. Right. What's your writing process? Like, are you guys all writing together or is it more the efforts of one particular member? I, so I, I do everything in this room. Um, 
we used to stand in a room together and kind of bang out riffs and ideas and stuff. That was fun. I kind of miss it, but it wasn't, um, we, we, I think we wasted a lot of time. Um, cause we would always write 10 songs that we would throw away before we started writing what became the real. Right. Do you feel that changes the dynamic emailing stuff back and forth? Not really. For some reason it was just, it was, um, an easy change to make. I think it kind of came out of necessity when we added synthesizers on like the second or third album. Um, because we don't have a live synth player, there was nobody in the room to stand there and write synth parts or whatever. Right. And it would just kind of, it was kind of a big waste of time for me to record a synth part at home and then bring it to practice to run through a speaker loud for us to jam along with to see right. if it works when I could just do it all here. Um, and I think it, I think it made me a bit of a better songwriter as well, because I, then I'm actually, I'm it's kind of listening to what I'm doing if I'm just doing it by myself, where if I'm in the room with the other guys, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about what I'm playing and I'm thinking about what the drummer's doing, what the bass player's doing, um, what I'm going to eat for lunch later, or what kind of mood right, you're right. in, or what kind, you know, there's a lot going on. And it's also, you know, it would be a set time. It would be, okay, well, 2 p.m. Wednesday, it's time to get together and be creative, where if I'm just at home, shit, it could be three o'clock in the morning and I could be right. half drunk and have an idea for a song and come in here. And just go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so for for me, this way works a lot a lot better. So then you guys just get together like in a in a rehearsal room just before you record. Yeah, we will. Really, the drummer and I will work the stuff out because um, really going into the studio, you kind of only need like as long as one person knows it all. Um, and well, one person and someone who's the drummer who can play it all correctly. Right. You know, you put put down the drum tracks, and then honestly, I'll just I just record everything else in the studio. Right. Um, and then it's it's just easier to do that way instead of trying to teach the other, you, you know, the other guitar player and the bass player like, hey, here's how everything is, and now. Now go record it. Right. It's easier for me to just record. I'm a control freak also, we'll be honest. Um, <laughs> it's easier for me to just record it all. And then when it's recorded, I isolate the parts. I send them to those guys. We get together and, and then we work it out. Gotcha. Um, and that's how what we've done on the last couple records. And it's just easier that way. I mean, it's 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 a lot more work for me in the in the studio, but but I enjoy it. And again, like severe control freak, right. especially with like spending so much time with these songs and writing them and stuff like that. It's just it's just easier to do it that way. Any plans to take uh, the Lion's Note out on the road? Well, we had uh, we had something booked for um, October through November that uh, got canceled again. I, I don't mind saying what it what it is now because I don't think it'll ever happen. But we were supposed to go out with um, with Goblin, um, and this is the fourth time that that tour has been booked and canceled. Oh damn! So I don't know if there's. If I'm contacted about a fifth time, like I, I would have to be an idiot to believe it's going to yeah. happen this time. But. And also, I mean, a lot of prep goes into gearing up for that, right? And then for it to fall through, it's kind of got to suck as well. Yeah, I mean, just just personal lives, you know, right. people taking off work, and you know, I'm in the middle of opening a business, and I have a new puppy, and you know, I have right. some things going on, and I had to make arrangements, and then then okay cool it's not happening again right. but i should have known it wasn't going to happen again because this, is, this <laughs> is the fourth time wow 
that it's been that it's been canceled. So that kind of is, has been pretty discouraging and kind of knocked us out a little bit. Um, there have been there's been talks about a couple other things, but we're just we're kind of in the position where you know. I think we're all of us besides Aaron, our other guitar player, all of us are in our forties now. Right. Um, I think Aaron's a little bit younger than us, but um, you know, and well, he's the only one with, he has a, he has a baby at home and a, you know, and a wife and stuff. Um, so it's a, a little difficult for us to just pile in a van and right. go and fuck off for a while. It has um, to make we, sense. I, I get it. Yeah. It has to be worth it. Yeah. And if, if it's like, Hey, do you want to go out and support, one of your favorite bands ever on the road like right. yeah absolutely um but if it's like hey do you want to go eat shit and play in the corner of some bar in a town you've never heard of then right for four people right nah i'm good i've done i've done that we've right. all done that you know so everything um, has changed so much especially post-pandemic right i mean there's so many bands like vying to play just a small amount of clubs and it's flooded it's all weird. Yeah, I, I worked in the live music industry up until March of 2020, um, and I got the hell out of it. Um, I'm, I'm opening a, a pizza place now, what I'm doing, just to you, yeah, just to get away from live music. Pizza's not going anywhere. There right. could be another pandemic, and people are still going to be getting carry out. Yes. But, uh, the, yeah, the live music industry is just so weird now. It's like the band's guarantees are really, really high, but the show turnouts are shit for a lot of shows. Right. Um, and now that I've been talking to bands and they're taking like 25% of merch at the tables and all kinds of other bullshit. Yeah. There's a lot of weird shit going on. Um, and even like in St. Louis now, you know, a, a couple of venues have closed and we're kind of just left with these rooms that are a little too big for a lot of bands. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you'll go see a random band or something, but they're playing this, you know, a venue that holds 1500 people and you've got 80 people there to see, you know, some right. black metal band. It's a little, it just is kind of sad. It feels kind of strange. Yeah. You know, and I think touring is a young person's game. Cause I'm a little bit older than you and I couldn't imagine getting in a van and getting no sleep and trucking the States. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still fun. You know, the last tour that we did was Europe and that was, that was the only tour that we ever did when we were on a, uh, a bus. Mm -hmm. It was a bus that we shared with three other bands. Right. So it was kind of just like living in a tight cramped hotel with a, a bunch of right. gnarly dudes. Um, but it was still, but it was still fun. It was still fun. But it, I mean, I can't say though. It, it, many times, I wouldn't have rather just like been in my underwear, eating cereal, watching Ren and Stimpy at home. You know, right? No, no, I get that for sure. And the music business has changed, not just touring wise. I mean, the whole business has changed. Are you guys planning on doing like more singles, the every six weeks or every eight weeks kind of thing, or are you just going to stick with a few of them here? Uh, end credits was the last one. So we we've kind of just sticking to the the industry standard of, a of three leading up to the um the album release. So yeah, once it's out on the thirteenth, um that'll be it. There might be like um I don't know if we feel like it, we might do another video for something right. down down the road if if the right opportunity comes along. But, I think that's a lost art and something I really appreciate, right? Because you spend a lot of time sequencing the record and taking the time to put the songs in the right order and create the mood and do all this stuff. And then everybody's just listening to one song on a single and moving on. So I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird too, because yeah, a lot of times by, um, it's a band I really like that I follow when they put that first single out three or four months before the record comes out. By the time the record comes out, I'm skipping that song every time because I've heard right. that single to death. So it's, it's kind of weird the way it all is now but 
you follow the industry standard, I guess. So I guess. And you guys are doing a hometown show for the 13th. Is that what I read? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Nice. Uh, there'll be a uh, red flag. Um, we've got support from uh, our friends in Hell Knight and um, the Spinal Fetish, who are a, a newer, younger band who are, who are really great. They're ex- exciting to see like some really good new uh, talent yeah. coming up. Um, but that will be uh, so Late Night Grindhouse, who do like a midnight movie kind of series here, they're also a part of it. So they're going to show. Uh, on the big screen at this venue, they're going to show like crazy old horror movie trailers and some other stuff. Oh, nice. so we're, kind of, we're kind of making it like a Friday the Thirteenth themed, right. you know, almost like a like a grindhouse kind of kind of themed event. So it should be fun. Instead of instead of like house music between bands, we right. see some fucking gnarly seventies and eighties horror movie trailers. That's beautiful. And then um, if fans want to find you guys, is it just the Lion's Daughter? Yeah, yeah, Bandcamp and whatever else. Spotify and that whole deal. Yeah, I can't even remember. I'm trying to, I just went blank on what we're even on. Um, That's not, time, I would say don't go to the Twitter one. We don't use that. There's just like a Twitter graveyard uh, site sitting there. I, I never figured out how it works. It's been over There's decade. too many of them, man, to keep up with, especially if you're, you know, doing it yourself. I can't keep up even for the show. There's too much. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't, we don't have a TikTok or anything, which I, which, which maybe we're stupid not to. I think that's how bands get paid now, actually. You have a song that goes crazy on TikTok somehow, and uh, you make money off that. I don't know. But, yeah, um, Spotify, Bandcamp, Instagram, all that stuff. Awesome. And October 13th, it comes out. And hope that wasn't too bad, man. I know I kind of meandered and got into some other stuff. but Oh, no, it was great. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying my second round of COVID right now. Oh, Jesus. So- it's so nice to have something to do because <laughs> I've just cool. been in my house for like five days. Nice. I just, I know I meander, but I just, I kind of prep ahead of time, but then I just like to go where it goes. And yeah, that's way more fun. I mean, you know, you get asked the same questions over and over. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah that shit gets old fast. So it's, it's fun to like dive into stuff, I think. Cool. I didn't mean to put you on the spot though. So we're good. No. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time. Good luck with the record. I really do dig that song. I can't wait to listen to the rest of it. Awesome, man. Cool. Appreciate it's that. totally stuck in my head. So, and, and I guess that was your, your purpose or your aim, but it's totally like an earworm. Yeah. That's how, uh, it, that's how it came out naturally. There's not like a, there's not a ton of other stuff like that on the record. Like that's obviously the, you know, it's not a ballad, but you know, and, and right. that's kind of the place it was, but there, there's a little bit of other stuff that's kind of, kind of like that on the, the, the mellower, like darker, sad spooky side like yeah. that that's my favorite stuff on there right now in credits is my favorite song on there just because it's so it's so different you know yeah yeah and yeah i don't even know what else to say i mean you watch the video and do the whole thing and i'm like wow this is great cool awesome so good oh, luck yeah. with the record feel better man and thanks for taking the time awesome thank you well take care hey this is dewey Halpas, host of peer pleasure on the sound talent media podcast network Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from No Effects, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.